Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bill Press and Friends on the District Productive Network. Yeah, let's start with what happened. So yesterday, the vote, remember, when we left you last, Congressman Mark Pocan from Wisconsin, uh, he was lamenting the fact he was going to hang around all day until they had the vote, and the vote had been postponed from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's where we left it yesterday morning. And there was another whole round of meetings trying to get those last votes that they needed because when we again left you yesterday, there were like 20 Republicans who were definite no's and another seven who were leaning no. And remember, Republicans, Paul Ryan could only lose 21 because no Democrats were going to vote for this turkey. So all those meetings yesterday culminated Uh, And Donald Trump making personal phone calls and he dragged the Freedom Caucus down to the White House. Uh, By the way, if you want (laughs) to if you want to see what's wrong with this Republican Party, take a look at the uh, just go online and Google Freedom Caucus White House and look at the picture of the Freedom Caucus sitting around the cabinet table meeting with Donald Trump. Or head to Mike Pence's Twitter account because he was the one that posted this yeah. photo. Oh, he Check posted this. Out. Oh, really? At VP on Twitter, yeah. you can see that. Uh, what did you call it, Peter, on Twitter? Uh, I, don't, I can't say it again, but it's just okay. a, a it's stack a, of white beef. It's a sea of white faces, ma- ma- white male faces around the table. Not one person of color. The only woman in the room is Kellyanne Conway, who's sitting off to the side. Yeah, it is uh, a a disgrace. At any rate, all those meetings, and then it culminated with Donald Trump calling in some truckers. (laughs) All right, finally. That's what it's all about. Donald Trump at the wheel, on the horn. Let's hear it again. Donald Trump. Yeah, there he is. That sounds like him. You could, by the way, if you heard that horn yeah. anywhere, you would know it was Donald Trump. That was Trump. Trump. Doesn't that Trump sound horn. like Donald Trump? It absolutely sounds. Yeah. Like yeah, there he is, right? And so then he then he ran off from the truckers, saying, "Man, I got to go. I got to go make some more calls." I look forward to hearing from you. We're going to have a long talk. Well, I'm not going to make it too long because I have to get votes. I don't want to spend too much time with you and then lose, and then lose by one vote. <laughs> then I'm going to blame the truckers. Uh, he yeah. wishes he could lose by one vote, exactly by the way. Exactly right. And at that point, uh, well, let's get ahead of ourselves, by the way. And at the press briefing yesterday, Sean Spicer, again, cocky as ever. The day, the day before, remember, he said, no, 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 there's no plan B. We don't need a plan B because plan A is going to work. We're going to get the votes. It's going to pass. This is it. It's a now or never. Republicans have been talking about it. Now they got to do it. They have one chance. Blah, 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 blah. That's how fast he talks. Yesterday, same old, same old broken record. It's going to pass. So that's it. That's it. It's going to pass. That's it. It's going to pass. Well, now, what Period. about there is some talk that they might delay it for a day or so? No? Hmm? 
that would be obviously up to Speaker Ryan and Leader McCarthy, but I've been nothing leads me to believe that that's the case. Uh-uh, no. No indication at all. Already people were talking at that point about maybe we better delay this because, again, we don't have the votes. If you just listen to the Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows uh, from Kentucky, chair of the Freedom Caucus, big Trump supporter all the way through the primary, uh, not too happy even with all the changes made. I think at this point uh, some of the provisions in here uh, do not lower health care costs enough uh, uh, certainly for my constituents. And uh, how about uh, Congressman uh, Trent Franks from uh, Arizona? Unusual analogy for what it's like getting this bill passed. So we're having to do this through reconciliation, and therefore it must fit through the bird rule. And I've got to tell you, that's, that with this bill, that's like trying to, to shove a camel through a keyhole. He's the little worse for wear on the other side of the process. <laughs> you guys ever heard that one? Well, I think that's a new one for me. I think he's trying to um, make the biblical reference right. It's a harder, harder for a rich man to get to heaven than it is for you know, that that camel. To With pass. this bill, that's like trying to to shove a camel through a keyhole. No, that's it's a, a camel through the eye of a needle, yeah. and that's what the that's a gospel says. Yeah, I think he's uh, pretending to be someone who knows scripture there, but obviously doesn't. At any rate. Uh, so the Freedom Caucus, the Freedom Caucus, uh, they they demanded changes. They got changes. It's stunning to me what Donald Trump, remember, Donald Trump was willing to throw away already his promise of every American is going to be covered. He threw that away a long time ago. Oh, yeah. He was willing to throw away his promise that you're going to pay less and get a better plan. Uh, nobody pretended that the Republican plan did that. So he threw that away a long time ago. He was willing to throw away his promise of we're not going to touch Medicaid. Uh-uh. That's sacred. Not going to touch. No, he threw that away a long time ago. But he still supported this bill, even though all three of those things were contradicted by the Republican plan. But to try to get more votes from the Freedom Caucus, they were willing to... Donald Trump agreed to make these changes. They dropped coverage for maternity, maternity benefits, uh... Republic. I thought this was the pro-family party, right? They dropped uh, coverage for emergency services. They dropped coverage for mental health. They dropped coverage for preventive care, for wellness care. They dropped all of that, that which was required in all plans as part of Obamacare. And now... The Freed then the Freedom Caucus said, we're still not happy. They wanted to drop, and by the way, it could still happen, I guess, drop coverage for, I mean, drop the uh, pre-existing condition requirements that insurance companies can't deny you uh, coverage because of a pre-existing condition. That's in Obamacare, of course. One of the most popular provisions in Obamacare, the one that everybody talked about, well, we're going to leave that in place because that is so important. Uh, Freedom Caucus members who are still against the bill, they want that out, and they also want to get rid of the uh, lifetime caps for insurance companies. So the insurance companies, at some point, if you get a serious illness, they can say, yep, well, too bad, you've already used up all the money we're going to give you, and so now you are just on your own, dude, right, for the rest of your they, So they're still not satisfied, and I think what this really shows is the mistake 
that these Republicans have made, God, we've talked about this so many times, in going along with this Tea Party, in coddling this Tea Party. John Boehner has made this mistake, and Paul Ryan has made this mistake. Instead of standing up in the up to them in the beginning and doing what was right by working with Democrats to get a good bill that both sides could support, John Boehner and Paul Ryan have used this so-called Hastert rule where they won't bring a bill up unless it has only enough Republican votes to pass. And to get that, they have to go along with, bend over for, the Tea Party, now known as the Freedom Caucus. And the more they did that, the more they strengthened the Tea Party, and now the Tea Party rules, and now the Freedom Caucus rules. So this mistake of going along on all this stuff, right, again, and, and adopting this Hastert rule, that only if we're, re- we're just going to pass anything with only Republican votes, and with 40 or 45 members of the Freedom Caucus, they'll never get, they've never been able to get enough Republican votes only without giving the Free Party, the Freedom Caucus, rather, everything it wanted, or the Tea Party, and you see what happens. And now they are hoisted on their own petard, if you will, at any rate. So they did yesterday, late yesterday afternoon. The first thing that happened was then, after all this wrangling for more votes, they just said, we have to admit we don't have the votes. And they um, delayed the vote. At that point, it was a delay, right? Might have been postponing it. Might have been next Monday. Might have been next Wednesday. Two weeks from now. Just take the time to uh, work it out. Uh Uh-uh. That's when Emperor Donald Trump, the first, jumped in. And Trump, yes, Trump, drove his 18-wheeler up to Capitol Hill. Get this. This is stunning. Donald Trump demanded that they vote today. He sent his budget director, Mick Mulvaney, up to the House. They convened a special meeting of the Republican caucus. And Mick Mulvaney said, I'm here from the president of the United States to tell you You are going to vote tomorrow on this bill, up or down. This is your one and only chance. We're not going to put it off any longer. You must vote on this today, Friday. He was telling him last night, tomorrow, Friday, you have to have this vote. Imagine that. Period. Period. Yeah, but imagine that. The president can't do that. Congress should not go along with that. I don't care whether he's a Democrat or Republican or whether they're Democrats or Republicans. I mean, you got the legislative branch, you got the executive branch and the judicial branch. It's like, I can't wait till the first big issue comes up before the Supreme Court. Donald Trump will go up there and say, you must vote tomorrow, and this is how you must vote. Who the Period. Hell, who the hell does he think he is? Really? This is absolutely mind-boggling. The world has lost its mind. Donald Trump has lost his mind, and Paul Ryan and the others have lost their mind. And by the way, guess what? Of course, of course, these spineless Republicans said, oh, yes, Mr. President, if you want us to vote today, we'll vote today. Here's Paul Ryan yesterday uh, telling reporters, Dana Bash, trying to catch up with him. We will repeal and replace this broken law because it's collapsing and it's failing families. And tomorrow we're proceeding. Do you have the votes? Do you have the votes? 
Yeah, you have the votes. You have the votes right. So what this is all about is, first of all, do they have the votes? No. No, of course they don't. No, they're more. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have had. They made so many changes by now that they've lost any chance of getting any moderates because it just keeps getting worse and worse. All those things I told you they took out of it. And they they still won't pick up the Freedom Caucus because there's something left. And the Freedom Caucus is not going along, go along with it unless it is absolutely mean. So we're at the point today where even if this this is not going to pass, I'm going to be as emphatic as Sean Spicer was. Say it again today. for the people in the back. Yeah, this is not going to pass. That's it. Uh, period. That's it. Period. <laughs> um, but if the, if it does pass, it's at the point right now where it's a totally meaningless piece of crap. Uh, it's like 67 times they voted to repeal Obamacare and then it never went anywhere. They could, if if they were to to water this down to where they could get it past the House today, it, it's not going anywhere. It's certainly not going to go through the Senate. The, the old bill, the original bill wasn't going to get through the Senate. This one even less. So this is another message bill. This is Republicans now who have control of the House and the Senate and the White House, and all they can do is pass a bill that's going nowhere. But I don't even think they can do that. Again, I keep them even as bad as it is. It's not going to get through the House today. Th- no, this sir. Is, this is this is uh, an important point here that you're Full making, stop. that you're making. Uh, this is not Trump. Right. These are the Republicans. This is why the Republicans yeah. should never be trusted with governing ever, because this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like Trump bungling another thing, which he has done plenty of. This is how Republicans govern. And they have nobody Terribly. to blame but themselves. They no. can't do it. You know why also? There's because, no obstructing. Because no. for eight years, they have not tried to govern at all. All they've done is no, no, no. In other words, anything Obama wants, we're against it. We're not for anything. We haven't tried to get anything done. We haven't been part of any positive um Team building or issues, problem solving. No, we, we they haven't done it for eight years. And so now that they have the opportunity, they're incapable of doing it. This is their big moment. This is their big moment yeah. that they've been working towards since before Trump was even a, a thought it, it, like for running for president. They've been gearing up for yesterday for years. Yeah. Well, years. And it was their moment to shine. It was their moment to show everybody that they have better ideas. It was their moment to tell everybody that this is the way forward. And you know what they did? Just completely choked. Right. Jordan Fabian's here from the White House. Uh, Well, covers the White House for the Hill. I want to be careful not to brand you as a White House staffer. Hey, Jordan, how are you? All right. How are you, Bill? Uh, well, first, I'm I'm uh, great, enjoying the moment. Um, not really, because I think it's pretty sad to see the disarray both at the White House and in the Congress. It's the- bad. It's bad for you know democracy. Bad to be an American, <laughs> right? For an American, I mean, this is an issue that we all know. Obamacare. My own opinion is it was a bad plan in the first place. It certainly uh, could be improved, and if Republicans and Democrats were working together to really solve the health care problem. I think we'd all feel better about it. That's not what's happening. But before we get to that, we have some breaking news on another uh, issue. Let's get it. This is a Bill Press Show breaking news update. All right. Trump administration issues presidential permit to Trans Canada to build the Keystone XL pipeline. (laughs) 
So it is happening. No surprise, right? No surprise. Uh, President Trump had promised to get this project off the ground during the election. And, uh, you know, elections have consequences, and this is one of them. So uh, no surprise. We we saw this coming, and... uh, you know, this one of the Dakota Access Pipeline look, look, look like they're moving forward. Right. The uh, State Department has the authority here, and um, under President Obama, they went the other way, right? Exactly. It took a long time. We weren't sure what they yes. were going to do. We come- M- Many times going back into the press office and asking them what the— what Oh, the, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, m- uh, many cagey answers. Uh, you're right. But uh, so th- that—it was— pre- uh, yesterday they said there was. I saw some article that was going to happen sometime today. I didn't think the other shoe was going to drop this early in the morning, uh, but there it is. So, Jordan, unless two questions, or, well, so many questions about on healthcare. Pardon me. Unless this, they surprise us and they come up with the votes to get a bill passed through the House today. This is a this is a big setback for Donald Trump, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to be clear. I. I it looks bad right now, but I th- I think it, it, declaring it dead is premature. I, I think there's a lot of time left for them to twist arms. I think it's going to be hard for Republicans to go against their president on something this big this early in the term. That being said, if it does go down, if the current vote count holds and, and it does go down, it's a huge setback because he's tied his his whole agenda really to this health care uh, healthcare effort. He says that they need to pass this to get on to tax reform and get on to infrastructure. And, you know, I, I think the way he's treating it now, saying, well, let's just drop this and then and then move on. I don't think it's that easy. You know, part of it is they were looking for to use some of the budget savings in this health care bill to use for tax reform, because that's going to be a proposal that likely blows a huge hole in the budget. And that's going to be a problem for them doing that. And and not only that, you just spend a ton of political capital on this health care effort. And now you're going to go and ask something to ask uh, your members to do something arguably harder tax reform. And that's going yeah. to be very difficult. So, so you and I have been there uh, th- this week and every day from Sean Spicer, it's been absolute total certainty. You know, there is no plan B. There's only plan A. There's plan A, plan A. This is it. Yesterday, he says. It's going to pass. So that's it. That's it. It's going to pass. Now, I understand you have to exude optimism and, you know, if you have to uh, publicly, uh, at least. Um, but and then Donald Trump himself came up to Capitol Hill to twist arms. He's had every single living Republican member of Congress down to the White House multiple times, some of them. Right. Uh, and yet. As of this hour on a Friday morning, you'd have to say doesn't have the votes. What does, right. that, what does that say about the fabled deal maker? Well, it doesn't speak too highly of it of him. If if in fact this if, goes down, I mean, look, the he the, the white the way the White House has positioned this, um, you know, now we we like I, I know in the last block you mentioned that New York Times story where they're trying to right. blame this on Paul Ryan, but listening to what they were saying in the, the last few days. You're saying he's the closer. We're bringing it. Yeah, he, he's the, yeah. he will get the deal done. Uh, you know, are you know, uh, uh, you know, those like some cheeky references to the art of the deal in, in the White House briefings on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, and like he's personally involved himself in this by, like you said, bringing all these Republicans down, trying to negotiate these little deals with different factions of the House Republican Conference. So, uh, as much as he would like to blame this all on Paul Ryan, if this goes south. 
he's going to suffer some consequences as well. Right, for sure, his reputation. I think, and and as that New York Times pointed out, he's actually, according to that reporting, and they've done a, I I, I think their reporting has so far been spot on, that he actually told some people yesterday he regrets now making this his number one priority. Uh, and isn't interesting? I mentioned this earlier, and whether you heard that, you know, if you if you think back, Bill Clinton made the same mistake. Barack Obama, a lot of people feel made the same mistake. Right. And uh, Chuck Schumer, by the way, has said Bill Clinton, uh, Barack Obama made the same mistake with health care. And he had he advised him to do it and then says it was a mistake. And now Donald Trump, three presidents in a row, figuring well, this had to be the number one priority. Health care is hard. Who would have thought? You know? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But look, in, if you listen to what uh, the President Trump has said at some of the rallies he's been at, it's almost as if he was like reluctantly dragged into this. He said, well, you know, I really want to do tax reform. I really want to build the wall. I really want to build a bunch of roads and bridges. And right. this is just something we have to do yeah. to, to get to that. And that, that's not really a ringing endorsement of this plan. And the fact of the matter is that the plan on the table is not really what he promised on the campaign trail. I mean, he promised that I mean, almost universal, universal healthcare, coverage, right? Universal coverage, absolutely. Right, and, and this plan doesn't do that. The, the, the CBO score made that abundantly clear. So. And the more changes they made to it, the, the farther it gets from that goal. Right. Know, the changes that they made to, to, to help or get votes from the, uh, from the Freedom Caucus. So um, isn't it, 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 again, I, I, I do take your point that until the vote actually happens, we can't say it's dead. But I do think we could say that now, given the changes and the stuff they've taken out, whatever does pass the House is probably just a message bill. It's not going to get through the Senate. Yeah, I mean, this thing is all but dead on arrival in the Senate. I, they're, the, the way And the way they've changed it, like you said, is going to cause even more problems with them among Senate Republicans. So whatever comes back is going to be a much different version of whatever this Obamacare repeal and replace effort is. That being said, uh, I still, you know, if they do pass this, that it becomes a vehicle for Republicans to eventually repeal and replace Obamacare because I think there's going to be tremendous pressure on the House to pass whatever comes out of the Senate if we get that far. Because they're going to say, look, this is your, you know, this is your last chance to do what you've been promising for seven years repeal and replace Obamacare, this is what's on the table, take it or leave it. And, and then, you know, wh- what do the House conservatives do then? I don't know. So do you believe that if it does go down today, Donald Trump will inf- probably, in fact, walk away from it and go on to another issue? I, yeah, I think so, it yeah. seems I mean, to be his style, right? Yeah, and, and I, I think he's lost patience with this. I, I think you know, he's obviously someone who's who's new to legislating and not really doesn't really understand how a long and painstaking process it is. Obamacare took 18 months to get done. I mean, and, and this is yeah. taking 18 days. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I know. It's right. no time at all, but uh, he doesn't seem to have the patience for the, 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 you know, the, the corralling the vote corralling and the negotiations and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's ready to move on. That's the message they sent to House Republicans. He said that you know yeah. Obamacare will stay in place if we don't pass this bill. 
Hey, everybody, this is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now do yourself a favor. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do. Just search for The Bill Press Show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go. And you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing. If you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. Executive Vice President of Planned Parenthood Federation for America and Planned Parenthood Action Form Fund, uh, Dawn Legans. Thank you so much for coming in the studio. Good morning. What a morning. A crazy what day a yesterday. crazy day yesterday. Uh, so for those of you who are just now waking up or just now catching up, healthcare was delayed yesterday. There was supposed to be a health care vote. Uh, and it has been delayed. Why can't they get this right, Dawn? Why can't they get this right? Well, there's there just can't be anything right about taking away health care from That's 24 true. million people yeah. in this country. And, of course, you know what we saw yesterday was them keep uh, dribbling out uh, more and more inducements for the far right and mostly around... Uh, women's health care. And so this is absolutely 100 percent the worst bill ever for women's health care in this country. And so it, it it was bad to begin with, and they just made it worse and worse and worse for women. Tell me some of the ways that they did that. Well, one, you already know that it, of course, took away health insurance coverage from millions of women over the course of the week. Uh, and And included in all of that was telling millions of people they can't come to Planned Parenthood for health care. Then on Monday, they said, throughout the entire health care system uh, of coverage, we're going to ban any coverage of abortion. And then as the week went on, they decided to go after maternity coverage. So they have slimmed that down so that people get bare bones, if any, maternity coverage uh, won't even make it be included in plans. And then they also... Uh, have said that moms who are on Medicaid about, you know, within 60 days of having that baby, they better be out there finding a job or they're going to lose coverage and care. It is extreme. And then you saw that picture, of course, of a whole group of like 25 guys, white guys, sitting over at the White House debating women's health care. Nothing aggravates me more than just these old white guys that act like they are the best informed to make these decisions for women's health care. And nothing, I think, highlights just the total insanity of that than uh, something that Pat Roberts, senator, said yesterday uh, when he was asked about um, the essential health benefits, which covers mammograms and things like that. And he he joked, he thought it was very funny uh, to say, quote, I wouldn't want to lose my mammograms and laughed when he was asked about the uh, essential health benefits. And then, of course, he sort of came out and he, he didn't apologize, by the way. He just said he regrets that he said it. But they're still stripping. They still want to strip them away. Right. And what he said just is outward invisible sign of what's in that bill, which is it actually does strip away care. The essential health benefits, you know, today in America – because of the Affordable Care Act, because of the preventive health benefits, more people are getting care. We're at the lowest rate of 
teen pregnancy, of unintended pregnancy in decades. And women and their families have saved $1.4 billion a year, each year, in cost savings on no copay birth control. That's a lot of tanks of minivan gas. That's a lot of trips to the grocery store. It really, when you look at this, this bill is turning into a mom tax. A mom tax. That's really well put. How is it that they're getting away with this? Because, I mean, how can you be a woman and vote for a Republican? Like, this is so naked and so blatant that this is just an attack on women, that women's health is it like, do they just not understand it? Or do they just not care? I mean, because I like, if I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt, which is it's not something that I normally do, I could just say, like, maybe they just don't understand it. But they, they've been given plenty of opportunities here. So they just clearly don't care. So how, I mean. And we did hear, you know, many, many people. I mean, one of the reasons they can't pass this is that uh, there are some people who are more moderate in that caucus who are saying, whoa, 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 this is not what we signed up for, and this is not what we'll vote for. And so every time they make a concession to the far right, which they just tend to do reflexively, I think, yeah. is those people go get even further away. So they're just trading votes back and forth. And we don't know today. I mean, I think everyone always thought that this would pass. And so it's really quite amazing that we reached this moment uh, where they have lost control of their caucus and had to pull what they had planned for to be a triumphant march through the House of Representatives. So I think the pressure that people have been putting out, uh, these town halls, all of the marches and the calls have been working. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. We have a lot of members of Congress that come into the show, and they say that, yeah, we listen. We we yeah. get those calls. We see those calls. They are impossible And they to are ignore. being bombarded. Yeah, they are. Bombarded. They really are. Yeah, boy, I really hate to think of all those Republicans that have to listen to the phones ringing all day long. And so many calling. women, you know, we've had so many women come forward at Planned Parenthood and say, wait, Planned Parenthood is the place where my cancer got detected. Yeah. I'm alive for my kids today because Planned Parenthood was there for me when I didn't have other care. I think Planned Parenthood has done such a great job of not only providing those services and being there for women, but also educating people who want to help, you know, men uh, who don't necessarily get it. You know, like like it's there are a lot of guys out there who just don't understand the role that Planned Parenthood plays and how important it is and how important it is and how different it is to deal with women's health. And it's it's critical. I'm going to give some credit to you guys. Right? Yeah. I know it's surprising, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think most of the ones who don't get it seem to get elected to Congress because uh, <laughs> True. What, what we're what we see, and I think we saw it at the march. You know, I saw generations of families, uh, grandfathers and granddaughters, dads who want the same uh, world for their daughters that they do for their sons. And we have an amazing number of supporters of Planned Parenthood who are men who do get it and are standing side by side, and we need every one of them. So, Planned Parenthood uh, is under attack by the Republicans. So uh, if people want to help out Planned Parenthood, what do they do? Well, they can always obviously go to PlannedParenthoodAction.org, but right now we're asking people to go to ResistanceNearMe.org. ResistanceNearMe.org. Oh, yeah. And this weekend, there are going to be amazing gatherings all over the country where people are standing up for their care and for Planned Parenthood. And that's the best way to plug in.
resistancenearme.org. Yes. All right, y'all check that out. Listen to what she said. Dawn Legans, Executive Vice President of Planned Parenthood Federation for America and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. Joining us now is the author of Politico Pulse, a morning briefing on healthcare, politics, and policy, Dan Diamond from Politico. You can follow him on Twitter at ddiamond or online, read his good work. So let's say this fails, right? Let's say that they just don't get there. The White House has told us over and over and over again, there is no plan B. <laughs> which which I thought was an interesting piece of strategy, too. I mean, it's it's very dissimilar from Obama and yeah. the deliberate way that they went about it. Well, look, I mean, you've got you've got the Trump White House saying there is no plan B. And you've got the Freedom Caucus saying repeal or nothing. And you have an unstoppable force moving towards an immovable object. And what's going to happen? I mean, well, the, the the first casualty was the the was the 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 vote that we were supposed to have yesterday. But let's say this doesn't happen. Let's say this doesn't get through. Um, then what? First of all, I want to we'll walk through this a couple of different ways. First of all, who gets the blame? I I think that remains to be seen based on how things play out. That said, have talked to a bunch of political scientists and others about this. Whoever the ruling party is, yeah. whoever the president is tends to take a disproportionate share of this. And Obama took a lot of blame or credit for the ACA that in some ways wasn't just on him. It was on on Max Baucus and Pelosi and Reid and others uh, to Sharon. And then Clinton obviously took a bath in the mid-90s sure. for, for the failure of, of health reform then. So does this come back on Trump? Who knows? And, and how much does that matter given everything that's been on Trump the past two years and yet he's, he's the president despite everything that kind of congealed around sure. him? Who knows how much farther he he can be dinged here? But if the if the plan fails, there's clearly going to be a reaction from a big portion of the Republican population that is going to be mad at Donald Trump too. Yeah, you're supposed to be the deal maker. How come you can't get us a deal here? Yeah. on this thing that you promised. Yeah, I mean he's been out there and he's had people out there talking about what a great deal maker he is on this specific issue. Um, I will say I do think that the one thing I think that. A lot of Donald Trump's credentials have been overblown in terms of his skill as a businessman and a leader and all that. But the one thing he might be the best in the world at is um, avoiding blame and consequence for his own actions. And so he will find a way out of this. And it'll, it'll fall at Paul Ryan's feet or the Republicans' feet. And Trump will find a way to sort of, well, I didn't write the bill. You know what I mean? Like, he'll find a way out of it, I, I think. I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction, which is one of the things that Trump really is good at is this messaging idea, whether it's make America great again or or ways that he can shift the debate. Sure. And I would not be shocked if the Freedom Caucus or some other group bucks his, his leadership here for him then to focus, make it more about a conflict with them than about the White House failure. We talk a lot about the Republicans and the health care and the repeal and the replace, but in the meantime... Where do the Democrats stand in all of this? What and and I mean they've on, on the sidelines. Laughing. Yeah, no, I mean I mean obviously <laughs> like they 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 clearly have. I don't think they want to get like too involved in this to complicate it for themselves. But like, is there a point or a moment that they can maybe step in and say like, okay, look, this isn't working. This is what we could do to help fix Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. Like, is there a space for that, or are they just not even going to go there? If, if there's a space for that, it's not going to come for a while. I, I think, having talked to a bunch of Democrats who are currently serving, talked to ex-Obama officials, 
all they want is the ACA to be preserved. And the more that Republicans are feuding and fighting, the better it is for the survival of the ACA. There's still things that the White House can do and is doing to weaken the Affordable Care Act. I, I wrote a story on this. Uh, I think it went up on Politico yesterday right. about how it's how it's already Trump care. Regardless of whether the yeah. health bill succeeds, the White House has taken away advertising for the Affordable Care Act. It's done a bunch of things around the edges that have weakened the success of that program. So I think Democrats are worried about that and want to get it shored up. But the big threat right now is, are Republicans just going to repeal all of it or big chunks of it? And Democrats were using a lot of delay tactics, and I think we'll see that again today. Mm. But they're they're mostly trying to let Republicans have the spotlight because right now their Republicans' messaging is off. They're fighting with each other. They look bad, and and there's very little to be gained from the Dems from offering like a rescue plan here. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think that's probably true. At the end of the day, I think that they like once this completely falls on its face, which I do think it might be heading in that direction, uh, because Trump said if this doesn't get done he's just going to leave us with obamacare like it almost he's going to punish us so i because we're just chatting yeah, yeah, yeah. it's friday morning we're, nobody's, we're just, nobody's watching it's just us i i'm glad because i've been like twitching as i sit here in my <laughs> in, in my tired state but but here's here's a radical scenario that i've been like kind of thinking about which oh, I'm is here for these yeah let's do it oh good good so yeah. and and just poke holes in this if it's awful but trump th- this is like the first big legislative thing he's doing and rather than give Congress time to think it out and, and negotiate back and forth, they're, they're scrambling to do this at a pace that I've never seen and people I've talked to have never seen. And now he's instituting this like do or die thing, like do this thing or Obamacare repeal dies. And this is the first thing he's doing with Congress. So if this is going to be that Trump, the way that Trump communicates with Republicans in Congress, I, I don't know if Congress can withstand that kind of pressure all the time. Yeah. And you could see a moment where if Republicans just come to loathe this sort of approach, yeah. that Trump, as as someone who's been ideologically all over the map, he does start to work with Democrats at some future point. And getting back to your idea about fixing Obamacare, it, it seems impossible at this point in March to think about Trump working with the Dems on health care. But if it's a year from now and Republicans hate Trump and, and there's just this antipathy back and forth, maybe he does work with the Democrats on some package to come together and fix some things around the edges and Dems say, okay, you can claim that you have repealed the parts of Obamacare that people don't yeah. like and repaired it because even even Democrats want these things yeah. fixed. They want cheaper plans when possible. They want more expansion of coverage. And those are things that Trump could get behind if he can claim a victory if he doesn't claim a victory with Republicans now and can't find legislative victories in the future, who knows where this all goes? That's not a terrible point. I mean, it's a I'll hot, take. I'll take I mean, not terrible. It's a hot take. It is a. I mean, it is a <laughs> steaming hot take. Well, no, no, I, I don't want to. I, like, I'm just, just kicking around no, with no, my no, friend no, on no, the no, air. No, and yeah. I, I understand. I understand. But like, you, that's a good point. I mean, I do think that he turned a lot of Republicans off with this healthcare thing of the ultimatums that he was giving and the demanding that the vote take place and the telling them, you know, like I will call you out if you don't vote for it. Like that these are lifelong politicians. They're not used to having people talk to them like that, even if it is the president of the United States. Especially in a vote where they could lose their seat yeah. on this. The parting shot. With Bill Press, this 
is The Bill Press Show. Hey, friends, remember what we said way, way, way back in the beginning of this uh, administration when Republicans won the House, the Senate, and the White House? We said, give them enough rope and they will hang themselves. Well, they just did. Yep, after all the bragging about repealing Obamacare on day one, after all the bragging about what a strong leader Paul Ryan was, after all the bragging about Donald Trump himself being such a closer and such a great deal maker, after Donald Trump himself came up to Capitol Hill and broke arms, after all those phone calls and all those meetings at the White House, they still couldn't come up with enough Republican votes to pass that GOP health care plan. And now they've postponed their vote until the day when Donald Trump demands. That's it. He's demanding that Congress vote on this bill and do it today. Otherwise, he says if it doesn't win, he's just going to move on. Trump doesn't get it. Republicans don't get it. This is a bad bill. It's not worth fighting for. It leaves some 24 million Americans without health insurance. It guts Medicaid. It transfers $600 billion from subsidies for working families who need it and makes it turns it into tax cuts for the wealthiest of Americans. And then all the changes they made in the bill to try to get more votes only made it worse. They threw out protection for maternity care, for emergency services, for mental health, and for wellness issues. That's why the American people don't like this bill. The latest Quinnipiac poll shows that only 17% of Americans support the Republican plan. You know, if Republicans were smart, if Donald Trump were smart, they would just drop this turkey and work with, with Democrats instead to repair Obamacare, not to replace it. As for Donald Trump, he should have learned by now that Paul Ryan is a big phony. The biggest mistake that Donald Trump has made in his presidency so far was to trust Paul Ryan to round up enough Republican votes. This is The Bill Press Show.